You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. Today, we are extremely lucky to have the lovely Jojo Ellis. Jojo is a friend of mine. We had met many years ago when we were working for uh, the same company and we often saw each other on trainings. And to be honest, I got to know Jojo's husband first because he was very vocal and he always let everyone know that he was in the room and Jojo was the quiet one and I didn't realise what a powerhouse of a woman she was behind the scenes and um, until I then went on a course, a mentorship course and Jojo was the, uh, oh, I don't know, what the mindset coach, I think he was, yes. the mindset yes. coach and um, one day you offered a training on uh, imposter syndrome and I was saying I've been talking about this week lots of things you said in that training I still think about now it resounded with me so much and I think as as women mainly in this group there's a lot of women and I know it, that men suffer exactly the same as maybe the fact that bookkeeping is um, a career that we might have fallen into in a later part of our life maybe it's not something that we chose for our path when we left school Maybe we uh, we are juggling this around other commitments of our lives. And a lot of the time, I know from myself that my business, my bookkeeping business, was the side hustle to my husband's main income. Now, that's completely turned on its head now, and it is the other way around. And that's what I want for the bookkeepers in the group. But we have to work on our minds because if we don't work on our minds, we're always going to be the little side hustle that just kind of pays for the odd bill here and there. So um, this is why we were so excited to get Jojo on. As part of our uh, 10-day bookkeepers boot camp, we felt we wanted to give as much value as possible. And we feel that the mind is extremely important and that we all need to work on it. So I'm now going to hand over to Jojo and allow her to just talk her magic and, and speak to you all. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Joe. It's so interesting hearing what other people think about you and that. Oh, I was the quiet one, was I? Yeah. My husband is definitely very, very vocal. <laughs> um, and then provides me with much in, much enjoyment a lot of my time, a lot of my life. So thank you so, so much for welcoming me on the podcast and as part of the boot camp as well. I'm really, really excited to share this masterclass with you about imposter syndrome, especially seeing as um, I am an ex um we call in my world we call imposter syndrome impsin so you'll be hearing me re refer it to impsin it, it reminds us then of a little imp on our shoulder rather than this big scary syndrome side side of things and i am someone that definitely struggled with imposter syndrome or impsin in the past and um still get it sometimes sometimes i think you know the more you reach uh, growth in your business it still keeps coming back but i have definitely lots of tools to to keep it calmer and keep it a little bit quiet on the shoulder rather than this big voice in my ear so because i've suffered from it my, myself i'm really really passionate about helping other people break through it because i can absolutely see that that is very very possible so one of my instant things will be can i do the technology so i've got some slides to keep me on track um, so let's work out that I can share my screen. Um, share. Oh, okay. Joe, I might need you. Oh, I yeah, application window. I think 
think I've got it. I think I've got it. Okay, can you see that, Joe? It's gone very quiet. There it is. It's up on the screen. I can see it. Brilliant, brilliant. It might be just that there's a little bit of a delay. So I can't see comments. I can just see my screen at the moment. Uh, so Joe, if you've got, if there's any questions, I'm more than happy to answer any questions um, as we go along, uh, or also to answer any questions at the end. So um, really, really excited to share this masterclass with you. So the key things that I want to share today is what actually imposter syndrome is. For some people, you may know it. It certainly seems to be a bit of a buzz word at the moment um, but for some of you it may be new as well so a real quick insight into what it is and um, we have my infamous in my world anyway um, imposter syndrome quiz which is a list of 22 questions of all the other different symptoms on, and signs that you may have imposter syndrome showing up in your life and um, so we're going to do that so I recommend everybody's got some pen and paper and the key thing I want everyone to know there is no matter what your score is it's just a starting point. So I have people that have successful businesses, very successful business that have high scores um, and, and uh, very um, people, many people who even see this masterclass and see their score come down by the end of it by looking at it from a different perspective. So wherever your score is, you are in the right place and it's just a starting point and it can just be a sign that there's, there's some work to do and that, that's part of the journey. Um, so so one of the things that we do in my business as a coach, um, so I will introduce myself in a second, but it's um, working out what these um, struggles that we have, mindset, um, things that are holding us back from achieving our, our true potential are really costing us. Because often we sit with um, we sit with pain, we sit with discomfort, and we're comfortable being uncomfortable, which sounds a bit crazy. But also, we're very, very busy, and we don't have time to think, okay, let me work on myself. So when we actually say, this is what it's doing, this is how it's holding me back, it gives us motivation, it gives us leverage to do something about it. And on the flip side is what could you gain? What can you gain by working on your limiting beliefs, your beliefs that are holding you back? What can you gain by doing personal development work, by doing obviously Joe's program and how life looks on the other side? And I've worked with plenty of people that have broken through it um, and absolutely life on the other side is fantastic. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. And then uh, I'm going to finish with just some of my favorite tips and strategies that have helped me personally and helped lots of my clients successfully break through imposter syndrome. Or as I say, if it shows up again, have some tools to get back on track um, very, very quickly. So let's dive in, first of all, with what imposter syndrome is. So um, it's also called imposter phenomenon, um, imp uh, imposterism, and it's not a medical syndrome. It's not a, a medical, um, a mental illness or anything like that. It's just a psychological pattern that shows up for people. It was first discovered in the 1970s by a couple of psychologists, Dr. Pauline Clance and Dr. Um, Suzanne Eames, and they looked at 150 women. 150 women who were very, very successful 
Um, they had qualifications, they had successful businesses, or they were, I think they were mainly in the corporate world, but they didn't believe that they were good enough. They felt like a fraud. They felt that they didn't deserve to be there. They felt that people were going to find them out at any time. So even though on the outside, from the outside, people would say these these women have got it all. On the inside, they were feeling very, very different. This was causing, causing them stress, um, leading potentially even to illness. Not That not feeling good enough was just putting a lot of pressure on them. So it's come around since the 1970s. Um, but what I like to look at is almost like a new imposter syndrome that's come from the way that we do business nowadays. So I know that in your world, some of you will be doing online business some of you will be doing traditional businesses where you go into offices and what we're finding is more and more you see other people in your industry doing um, what you do and it's very very easy to compare yourself to others and think they're so much better than me or it's easier for them because they are like this or um, exactly as Joe was saying at the beginning you know this is you know this is just a little business of mine this is just a side hustle but all of this is costing us from really stepping into our potential of what we could achieve when we go, actually, I am good enough. I can do this. Um, and the world is absolutely my oyster. So I wanted to share a little bit about me. Um, obviously, Joe knows me. You've probably got no idea who I am. So my name is Joe or Joanna or Jojo Ellis, uh, depending on who's talking to me. And I am. I had a 15 year year career in the corporate world. Um, always felt like I didn't really fit in. Um, probably at the time I was from a lack of confidence. I really, really struggled with confidence growing up. And it got to a stage when I thought enough's enough. I was having panic attacks. I was working all the hours under the sun. Um, I was sitting in meetings, not daring to speak up. And about 50, about um, 11 years ago, I thought enough's enough. Life's too short to be unhappy, which is one of my central values, one of my big, big beliefs. And I took some time off. I went to a beautiful National Trust um, place in Sussex. I remember sitting up, looking out at the trees and the grass and the beautiful flowers and thinking, what do I really want to do with my life? Because this isn't, this isn't it. And I'd always loved helping people. I discovered personal development um, in my early 20s because I didn't feel good enough. I didn't feel confident. I discovered Paul McKenna and his tapes, his hypnosis tapes of I can make you confident. And I saw the power of using our mind to change how we feel. So I retrained and I'm trained as an advanced clinical hypnotherapist. But my main work is doing something called neuro-linguistic programming, which is literally a user manual for the brain. So what I love is teaching people how to tweak their brain, how they think about things, to have massive transformations in how they feel about themselves so that it has a direct impact on their success in their life and in their business. Now, my imposter story started when I was about seven years old, and I remember seeing my dad at a wedding when everyone else was enjoying themselves and laughing and joking, seeing him looking angry, head down, face in his hands, his fingers were in his ears. And I remember thinking at that time, what have I done wrong? Because as children, what we, we think the world revolves around us. And if our parent is unhappy, it must be our fault. And at that point, I decided that I had to do whatever I could to get my dad's love. 
And what I didn't realize and I found out many, many years later was that my dad was such a painfully shy man that the thought of listening to listening to speeches at a wedding was so painful for him because he was project, projecting himself thinking I would be so embarrassed doing that. And he was embarrassing himself actually by sitting with his fingers in his ears. But I took it on as a belief. And I don't know if you've got anything like that in your childhood where you had a belief um, that you haven't revisited. We're, as children, we're often shy. We often don't feel good enough. We're learning about things. And we carry that through to adulthood without realizing the cost on us. So I decided then I wanted to be a good girl to get my dad's love. And for me, being a good girl was getting good grades. And I started to think that... Um, the way I saw it was that my dad only loved me when I did well at school. So the, the path of uh, having to achieve and um, getting good grades, study, study, study was, was open from that point forward. This carried on in my corporate world where I was a career where I was first in the office last at night because I felt like I didn't know enough. And then when I started my own career as um, a coach and a trainer, I then um, because I saw all of the other people doing it online, I never felt good enough. So I always felt like I needed to do more qualifications and so on. And it got to a stage for me when I thought enough's enough. This has to change. I am good enough. And obviously using NLP and hypnosis, I was able to use the tools that I help other people with on myself. And I've got a light bulb moment. Actually, if you do it for other people, you can do it for yourself as well. So um, since then, I run a business where I really focus on imposter syndrome. So I run a five day challenge um, to help people through it and various different programs and so on, because I see that it shows up for so many people. So, again, wherever you are, just know that we often think that we're the only people that struggle with it. And actually, probably the people that you compare yourselves to, the people that you think are very, very successful um, are probably struggling with it or have struggled with it in their past, too. So let's dive into the quiz. Uh, so if you could grab a pen and a paper, there's 22 questions. I'm going to go through them quite quickly. And it's a simple yes or no answer of where you are now. I want you to know that this is just a snapshot in time. It's not who you are as a person. It's just if this is showing up for you at the moment. And these are the various different um, areas of your life and your business that imposter syndrome shows up in. So do you ever... Do you find that you ever feel like a fraud? So literally go with your gut answer, yes or no. Do you spend your time waiting to be find, found out? Do you feel that people, you know, at any point in time, someone could say, actually, why did we give them this job? Or why have I employed this person as one of my suppliers, as someone to help me in my business? If you really think about it, do you think you're keeping yourself or, and your business and your goals and dreams small? Are you thinking big or are you thinking that's for other people? That could never be for me. Do you spend a lot of time excessively worrying about being judged and criticised by others? So the, the key word there is excessively. It's normal for us to want to be liked. It's normal for us to want to get on with people. It's not nice to be judged and criticised by others. You know, that's part of... Um, 
part of our DNA almost. We don't want to be chucked out of a tribe. So we don't want to be judged and criticized and not liked. Um, but the key word, as I say, is excessively, where it stops you doing activities in your business uh, that would help you grow because you're so worried that other people will look at you and judge you. Um, would you say that you're your own biggest self-critic? So you are um, worrying about other people judging you, but actually that devil on your shoulder is there telling you, oh, you failed again, oh, you made a mistake, oh, you know, no, nobody will think you're good enough to do this. Do you constantly feel that you don't know enough, so you feel you need to do more, study more, do more courses, read more books, uh, get more qualifications? This is key, this next one, number seven. Do you explain away your success as luck, good timing? You've got the right connections, you know the right people. It's just because I worked hard. I was just in the right place at the right time, that sort of thing, rather than your ability. Do you find that you over-prepare for meetings, presentations, uh, if you have to create content, if you're growing your business, and that perhaps leads to burnout because you're literally spending hours and hours and hours double-checking things uh, because you don't feel good enough? Do you feel that you're just simply not quite good enough, just self-doubt? Is that a word that resonates with you? Do you feel like you don't stand up for yourself, that you don't speak your mind? Maybe you're in a meeting, you've got ideas and you're worried that if you're sharing your ideas, people will see they will see through the mask that you may be wearing. Do you dread getting feedback as you worry this is the time that you will be found out? Halfway through. Do you hesitate to call yourself an expert? So would you hesitate to share what you do, maybe at a networking meeting? Do you think that everything's already been done, said or written? What could you add? So this is particularly um, important if you're, you've got a business maybe online where you may want to do Facebook Lives to share what you do, to share your expertise. And you think, why, why bother? There's plenty of other people that do that. And they do that so much better than me. Do you feel like you're alone or have you felt that you're alone in these feelings? Procrastination is something that I hear a lot. Do you procrastinate on what could make the biggest difference to your life and business? Those very activities that scare you the most because maybe you're worried about being judged, being criticised and so on. Do you um, notice any negative feedback over any compliments or praise you receive? Often the people that I work with are very good at saying, oh, just this thing or it was nothing when they get compliments. But any negative feedback or even constructive criticism that they receive, it plays in their head over and over again. Do you feel like you can't tell others how you feel? Maybe it's scary to say, actually, I worry that I'm not good enough. Maybe, you you know, you don't want them. You don't want to drop that mask um, because then they would then they would know. Do you find that comparisonitis crops up for you so that you're comparing yourself unfavorably to others? Uh, maybe you're comparing yourself to, to Joe and to Zoe thinking, oh, my goodness, I could never be that good. They're more qualified. They're more confident, intelligent. They're more personable, whether it's uh, Joe and Zoe or maybe it is um, uh, other people in your industry. So, you know, there's never been a time like now where we see other people that do what we do. Are you a perfectionist? 
so obviously in bookkeeping it's very very important to, to have that perfectionist side um, but sometimes in um, for example if it was writing a blog post to share your business or uh, to write a Facebook post or, or, or doing a Facebook live or something we often say I'm not ready yet I'm not ready yet I'm not ready yet we have these impossibly high standards that create stress on our body do you feel like you don't deserve the success that you've achieved or maybe you feel like you haven't achieved success? So again, what I love work, working with people on is, is, and I know Joe will be amazing at this, about lifting you up and pointing you out where you have got so many things to celebrate. But when you think about those things, do you think, actually, I don't deserve it? And this is one of the key things that can hold us back from achieving our true success in our business and life. Do you dread certain activities in your business or your job where you might be judged? You know, do you get that sick feeling at the bottom of your stomach if someone asks you to do a certain activity? And finally, do you beat yourself up about all the mistakes that you think you've made? Again, you notice the mistakes over the positive, over the things to celebrate. So those are our 22 questions. So what I would love you to do now is just take a couple of seconds to add up your yeses. And we're going to go on to the next slide, which will share how, how much imposter syndrome is showing up for you, depending on the scores on the doors. So how did you score? So if you between, answered yes to between one and six questions, it's unlikely that imposter syndrome is holding you back from achieving your potential. Fantastic. Although what we recommend is doing some development work on the areas that you answered yes to. Uh, you know, I work with people all different um, levels, beginners, very, very successful people. And um, even the very, very successful people still have these little niggles that are holding them back from, from achieving the true success that they're capable with. If you answered yes to seven to 12 questions, you're perhaps more likely to be prone to imposter syndrome. And this could show up especially at times when you're up leveling, when you're trying something new, when you're reaching, you know, setting yourself bigger goals in your business or career. All of the time that you're out of your comfort zone, that voice, am I, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, may be more audible, more, more loud in your mind. I also find that it shows up for me more if my self-care is lower. So if I'm tired or if I haven't been uh, looking after my body or if I'm overworked, I notice those uh, unresourceful feelings cropping up more. But I want you to know that you can learn to thrive despite it using the tips and strategies in today's masterclass. And then if you're over 13 questions, I'm going to reiterate what I said at the beginning. It's OK. It's absolutely fine. It may just mean that you have more of a strong tendency to identify with imposter syndrome. It could be that this is something that's showing up for you now. Um, and this is a great stage to be in. People think change is difficult, but actually it's getting ready to change that can take the time. And when change happens is when people get to that stage, they say enough's enough. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's my time now. So what perfect timing that you're watching today's masterclass or listening to the podcast. So I'm just going to very, very um, briefly dive into the root cause. So it, people don't need fixing. You are not broken. I want you to know that um, we do what we do sometimes because of things that happened to us in the past and sometimes just because we haven't got strategies in our lives to overcome them, which is where NLP comes in.
So often it may be because you had pressure in your family to achieve. Maybe there was a big um, uh, degree of celebrating school results, exams, and you started associating those external qualifications and results to how good you are. But what this does is it links to our two core fears that we have, and they are I'm not good enough and I'm not lovable. So sometimes it's deeper work that we want to do with people to to let you know you absolutely as you are now, you are good enough. Be good enough now and just do, you know, do mindset work, regular mindset work, regular action in your business. Mindset and action are so linked. We become confident by taking the action and learning. We see the outside of people, but we don't know what's going on inside. It's more common than you believe. It's more common that the person that you're looking at around the table or on the webinar or on the masterclass, they are struggling with it too. But what happens is we don't talk about it. So I'm really, really um, excited about getting it out, getting it known more. Let's start conversations. Let's be vulnerable and say, actually, I struggle with that too. It doesn't make us less of a person. I feel it makes us more brave, more courageous. And definitely the growth in social media in the last few years we see what other people are doing, we compare ourselves. So imposter syndrome also shows up not just in business and career, but in family life. I'm not a good enough mom, I'm not a good enough dad, or I'm not a good enough friend. Um, and we compare ourselves to those highlights on other people's social media. So now more than ever, I think that there's, um, the way that we run businesses and we run our lives, it's uh, this world of online where there's haters, there's trolls, and we see other people getting attacked and it can just really, really want it. They help us, keep us wanting to stay small. There's more and more requirements, isn't there, to show up, to grow your business. I feel like I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do that. And that taps into our biggest fears of, am I good enough? And um, what if I'm criticized? What if I'm chucked out of the tribe? We, we compare ourselves, we see other people's highlights. There's also uh, such an opportunity, there's so much, it's a digital information age. And we may think, oh, I need to read that blog first, or I need to watch that training first. I need to do this first before I'm good enough. And that hustle of, you know, you may see other people that you think are super, super successful, uh, not being able to turn off like what, when when are your working hours when I started work we started at nine we finished at five and I overworked by perhaps coming into the office at eight finishing at six but I didn't do work in the evenings and because we may have our phone with us all the time and there's notifications popping up it creates a stress on our body which can lead to burnout and that lower vibe state leads to us feeling that we're not good enough so I'm going to dive in with 11 of my top tips and strategies to break through. I'm a big fan of the number 11. Um, so these are 11 things that I use all of the time with my clients and you can start using now. Uh, even, even this image on the slide, um, maybe it would be easier if we just put it down. So let's just have an open mind and think, how would my life be different if I just put this stress, this self-doubt down for a while? and experience life without it. Life becomes lighter, easier, so much easier to hit our goals. So my first point is I want you to remember that you are not alone. 
and that isolation that we can feel, especially with what's going on in the world at the moment, can really get our mind playing tricks on us, our monkey mind whirring. Everybody feels like an imposter sometimes, and that's okay. I love this image. Types of people who have imposter syndrome, all the smart, successful people that have their together will be those people. And I've got a few examples of famous people. So it often shows up for creatives, entrepreneurs, people putting themselves out there. So you see a lot of actors, actresses, writers that have it. Kate Winslet said, I'd wake up in the morning before going off to a short and shoot and think, I can't do this. I am a fraud. She shares regularly about even in Titanic, she would wake up in the morning feeling sick to her stomach. They're going to think I'm not the actress to do this film. Thank goodness she broke through. I don't know if you're familiar with the amazing Maya Angelou. She said, I've written 11 books, but each time I think, uh oh, they're going to find me out. I've run a game on everybody. They're going to find me out. Now, Maya Angelou was an incredible, sadly departed, but incredible philosopher. She very, um, very important in the female empowerment world. And if she had stopped doing what she was doing because she was nervous about it, the world wouldn't have her genius. And talking about genius, Albert Einstein. I love this quote. The exaggerated esteem in which my life work, life work is held makes me very ill at ease. I feel compelled to think of myself as an involuntary swindler. Again, if Albert Einstein had said, I can't put myself out there because I don't feel good enough, think how different the world could be now. So I wanted to share a bit about some of what my clients say. So you can see it is pervasive. It is um, there a lot in the in the world. The main thing that came up for me were feeling that about not feeling I know enough not feeling like I'm an expert and not feeling there's enough I, enough I can add to what's already out there and been done by others. I know what my problem is. Why would anyone listen to me? I'm not a real stylist. I'm not a real coach. I don't feel like I'm a bookkeeper. This is just my side hustle. Other people have the talent, qualification, bodies, confidence, capital, etc. that I don't have. You name it, I've told myself all these things. I'm ready to put it behind me now. Remember what I said, when we get to that stage when you say enough's enough, I'm not gonna feel small anymore, it's my time. It's one of my favorite hashtags that I have in my groups, hashtag it's my time. My trouble is the little voice in my head which tells me I'm not good enough. Do you have a voice too? Do you have that little voice in your head? Maybe it's your own voice or maybe it's the voice of a parent or a teacher, someone that told you when you were younger that you weren't good enough and you keep replaying it, that's gonna hold you back from your zone of genius. So what I'd love everyone to do, and this may even push your comfort zone, is ask someone you admire in your own industry about their own experience of imposter syndrome. And I guarantee they will share stories of how it's held them back in the past or even now. It's fine to have it. Doesn't make you less of a person. So ask Joe, ask Zoe, what are their experiences? Uh, people who get imposter syndrome, other people who get it, and literally everyone else, they also get imposter syndrome. So as I said at the beginning, one of the important stages in transformation is checking in, what is feeling like this costing me? When I wake up in the morning and I worry that I'm going to be found out, when I spend time on Facebook looking at what other people are doing and I'm not doing and thinking they're better than me, or when I'm scared about doing some of the activity that's really going to help me grow my business. Often we just continue and we don't take time to stop 
and think, what is this costing me? And that is such a powerful exercise. So I definitely recommend you perhaps taking some time to journal it and think, if I, you know, is it stopping me fulfilling my potential? Is it stopping me getting clients, earning more money? Is it stopping me having more joy? Do I have that pit of, uh, that sick feeling in the pit of my stomach on a Sunday night thinking I've got to go to work tomorrow or I've got to show up or I've got to do share my, you know, share my results and things like that. And, it, you know, life's too short to live with struggle and stress and anxiety. And it can even lead to sickness. It can lead to depression. It can lead to burnout. It can also lead to relationship problems. You know, when I look back at how I would spend hours and hours preparing for a presentation and not seeing my family. And now I'm like, actually, I want to spend time with my family. So that takes us on to the next step, which is what could you gain? This is your time to dream. This is a time to, if I truly believed in myself, if I truly let go of imposter syndrome and stepped into, I can do this, I can, um, I can make a difference in my life, in my family's life, in my client's life, I deserve this seat at the table. How much more empowered that feels, how much more strong you feel, and that strength will carry itself out into the rest of your life. You'll have more energy, you'll feel happier, you'll have more joy, more peace of mind. So this is a really important step as well, to, to really get that motivation to say, okay, enough's enough. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I want this life where I'm truly, truly fulfilling my potential. Another thing is I want you to know it's just a thing. It's not who you are as a person. We're not born as children, not feeling good enough. Um, if we want something, we scream for it. If we fail, we, you know, a child, if you've ever seen a child learning to walk, they fall down, they get back up again. They fall down and get back in, up again. Um, I said in one of my trainings the other day, I've never seen a child that fell down and was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not good at that. I'm not good, I'm not good at work, uh, walking, so I'm not going to try to walk anymore. No, children just keep going. And because it's something that you do rather than who you are at your core, you can do something. You can learn strategies to overcome it. So you can step into, okay, this is where I am now. This doesn't have to be my truth. What can I do to change it? So one of my favorite things to teach is a physiology of excellence. So Amy, if anyone's ever come across Amy Cuddy's work, she does an incredible TED Talk. TED Talks are free talks that you can watch on YouTube. Um, to search Amy Cuddy, C-U-D-D-Y, and she does a 20-minute TED Talk where she does, she talks about a study of hers where she noticed, um, but Amy Cuddy is a, um, she's a, a trainer, she trains uh, a teacher, a lecturer, um, a psychologist, and she noticed in her MBA classes that um, an MBA, when you get an MBA, 50% of the mark is how much you show up in class. And what she noticed was there was a marked difference to how the men showed up and the women showed up. The men would show up, they would, and this is obviously a generalization, but she noticed it a lot. They would show up, they'd make a lot of space, you know, they'd create big areas, they'd spread out, they'd put their hands up really high um, when they wanted to answer questions. Actually talking, like this ties in with what Joe said at the beginning with uh, my husband, he walked into a room, he made himself known, whereas I was the quieter one. So the women would often 
keep themselves very small, very um, very small in their body, small in how much space they were taking up. If they put their hand up, they'd do it sort of, their hand would be low, their voice would be quiet. And this was affecting their marks. So what Amy noticed was that if you think about the animal world, gorillas, they make noise, they do powerful things with their bodies. So do peacocks and versus peahens. Even if you think about the haka, the, you know, what they do in New Zealand before a rugby game, they make noise, they make themselves big. And what she noticed is when you step into a powerful pose, for example, like the girl on the screen with her arms up, or with, uh, if you think of how Wonder Woman would stand with her hand on her hips, what that does is it puts you into a real strong state of mind as well. So what happens is your testosterone goes up and your cortisol goes down. And when they look at the most successful leaders, they have high levels of testosterone. They're ready to take action, but their cortisol, their stress chemical is low. And by standing in a power pose, this actually replicates that in your body. So what I recommend to my clients is two minutes every morning standing in a powerful, powerful power pose, hands on hips, knowing that you can take on the world and it absolutely carries forward into your day at work. Now, if you look at the screen, the picture on the left of the screen, what we often do in our day is we're hunched over. We're making ourselves feel small, whether it's hunched over a laptop, hunched over our phone. So what I recommend even now is just sitting up, lifting your chest, bringing your shoulders back and down and noticing how much more powerful you feel in your body. And if you do this before anything where you're feeling nervous, you will absolutely notice a difference. So physiology of excellence, develop your physiology, physiology excuse me, of excellence and notice what's different for you. So one of the key phrases that we say in my world of NLP is what we focus on expands. So notice when you're feeling nervous and not good enough, what are you focusing on? It's likely that you're focusing on how you could fail, what mistakes you could make or what mistakes you have made. And that's just going to show up more and more in your life. Have you ever had a situation where you're buying a certain brand of car in a certain color, you've never noticed it on the road, and as soon as you buy it, you start noticing, oh, there's a red Peugeot 306, and I never saw them, the exact same color as mine, and you notice it all the time. And this is how the brain works. So we want to be very specific with our brain and say, I want to focus on what I do want. I want to focus on how I walk into a meeting and I project my voice confidently, how I see people listening to me, how I get my point across really beautifully, how I stand out as a credible business person. And the more you do that, the more your brain shows you how that happens for you. So when I was really struggling with confidence growing up, I noticed because I had a belief that I wasn't confident, I noticed all the time all of the occasions when I wasn't confident and I didn't notice the occasions when I felt really at ease, perhaps with my family or with my close friends. So I was telling myself this lie that I wasn't good enough. And actually, as soon as I switched it to notice the times that I was confident, everything changed for me. So really check in with yourself. Am I focusing on what I want or what I don't want? The next thing is really own your achievements. 
we're often brought up, aren't we? If you think back to your childhood, you may have received messages of don't show off or don't show off in front of your sister or don't talk about your achievements and that this really impacts on us moving forward. So there's a big difference between bragging, which often comes from an insecurity point of view, to just having a quiet pride of your achievements and sharing it sharing testimonials, sharing um, happy results of your clients, because that's what people want to see. Make it So what I recommend is making a list or journal what you've achieved in your life so far. All of the things that you're proud of, the qualifications that you've got, the, think, the difficult situations that you've broken through, how you've put yourself out there when you were feeling lacking in confidence. Keep a testimonial or a praise book. So whenever anybody writes something nice about my coaching or my trainings, I take a screenshot of it. If I'm feeling low at any time or if I felt like I didn't particularly do a good job, I look at that and I'm like, actually, I can do this. I can do a good job. And the image on the page really shows, doesn't it? We remember the negative, the one negative, and we discount all the positive. Screenshot positive comments on Facebook. Focus on what makes you unique. There may be other people doing bookkeeping. There may be lots of people doing it in your industry, but there's only one you. You bring in your unique personality, your unique way of doing things, and that's what people are looking for. Do what you can to let go of your fear of judgment. So Brené Brown on the screen, another person who's done an incredible TED talk, um, she shares how she did a TED talk. She's a very introverted person and it was about some of her, she's a psychologist, some of her findings. And what happened was the TED talk went viral. So sometimes we're scared. We might do a live in our own little group, our own page where we feel safe. We may be worried about putting it somewhere out where people don't know us. So she faced her biggest fear and it went viral. But what she found was she attracted some haters and they weren't necessarily hating on the content of her talk. They were hating on her appearance. Her husband and her counsellor or her therapist said, do not look at the comments under your video. And of course, as soon as someone said don't look, she was compelled to look and she saw all the hateful comments. She slumped. She absolutely slumped and she started um, she started watching Netflix and Downton Abbey and just numbing the pain. I don't know if you've ever done that. And what she found was um, when the, the whole series had finished, she wanted to continue to numb. So she started researching who was president in America at the time of Downton Abbey. And she came across this Theodore Roosevelt quote. And I'm going to read it out because I think it's so, so key for anyone and that means you that's putting yourself out there. You're, you're risking being uh, judged. But be so proud of that, uh, that risk that you're taking. It's not the critic who counts, nor the man who points out, how, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or whether doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man or woman who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there's a no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows it in the end, the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, 
if he fails, at least fails whilst daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never knew victory nor defeat. And what this was such a light bulb for Brené. She said, actually, a lot of the critics have never put themselves out there. They've never done what I do. If you've done what I do, I want to hear your feedback and I'm going to embrace it. But if you haven't, I'm not interested in your opinion. And this was a complete paradigm shift for her. So my next step, once you say it doesn't matter, I'm going to be judged no matter what. One of my favourite phrases is you can be the ripest, juiciest peach, but some people still don't like peaches by Dita Von Teese is to put yourself out there, take that action, lean in and just do it. That very activity that you haven't been doing, just do it, just risk being judged. It can't be worse than how you've been judging yourself, but always focus as well as on the benefits of doing that activity. Yes, I may get some comments. Yes, I may speak up in a meeting and it may not go down well, but actually it may go down really well. It may get me a promotion. It may get me a new client, a new collaboration. There's all these amazing things that could happen. One of the key beliefs that we have in NLP is the belief that there's no failure, only feedback. This was game changing for me. If I know that everything that I do is an opportunity to learn, I'm not going to keep waiting until I'm ready because I want to start before I'm ready, do the action, learn from it. So here are some suggestions. Go visible. If you've got a Facebook page to grow your business, go live for 30 days. Speak up in that meeting. Contact key influencers in, the, in your industry. Ask them for opportunities. Um, go out there searching for new clients. Do that very thing that scares you. Allow yourself to be vulnerable. Brené Brown talks a lot about how your life can be so much richer when you allow yourself to be vulnerable. Bring on the feedback. That's how we grow. That's how we get better. When we get better, we can make more of a difference in the world we can in, and in our own lives as well. And finally, talk about it. There's a real power in you too. If you know those conversations that we may have at the water cooler. Oh, my goodness. I've been feeling like this. I didn't know that you felt like that, too. Be willing to be open and vulnerable with your mentors, with the different people in this group and start a dialogue about it. That's how change happens. So there is definitely life after imposter syndrome or IMPSIN. I realise that I am a success, that it's down to my own hard work and determination and not luck or good timing. It's okay to be proud of what I've achieved and share that with share that with people, not to brag, but to show why people should work with me. It also gives other permission permission to others to shine when we allow ourselves to shine. We've got to share what we do, you know, share when you've had a great result, get those promotions, get those new clients. Feeling like a fraud has become, I'm so confident in my abilities to guide and help others succeed. And that feels amazing. So it is your time to thrive. What to do next? So I recommend committing to working in the areas highlighted in the quiz over the next 30 days. Put yourself together a personal development plan. And I, as I said at the beginning, I run imposter syndrome to influencer challenges. I run them about four or five times a year. And my next one's in November. Doors open on Friday. Um, so I'm sure I can send the link to Joe um, at facebook.com groups forward slash imps in November or imps in Nov, um, imps in NOV. Um, 
is my next challenge. The doors open on Friday the 20th. It's a five day challenge, very supportive environment. People have big shifts. And the aim is to get you doing those actions that you haven't been doing. And I also run a group called Women of Influence, um, which is all about men are welcome as well, if any men are watching or listening. Um, but it's about teaching the tools of NLP to break through what's holding you back, break through the self-sabotage that's stopping you growing and learn the tips and techniques to really help you stand out as a leader in your field, as a credible person that people want to, to book, to work with. Um, and to employ and just keep showing up with that action you need you you need to you need the best you showing up in the world needs you too so my final thought um thought before I pop back to um have a chat with Jared at the end is the wisdom of Ricky Gervais the best advice I've ever received is no one else knows what they're doing either and um I think we, Ricky Gervais is pretty incredible he's done some amazing amazing things in life so I'm pleased that he is showing up even though he feels like an imposter and that's it. So thank you so much. Hopefully if I stop sharing, it should get me back to um, seeing Joe. I've got you here on screen. I can see you Brilliant. fully now, Joe. <laughs> oh, thank you so, so much. That was amazing. And um, I I just oh, I just love how you break it down, make us realise where we're at and build us up again, make us realise where we can head and um you know I got 13 out of 22 um and it just goes to show that even though I've come a long way and I feel that there's lots of areas yes. that I've improved you're always a work in progress there's always things that are going to knock you down along the way and the more um I think you know we get used to saying like new levels new devils so you can push through one boundary and get to another and then still feel yeah. like oh god this is even bigger um but it proves that it, you can you can move forward you can do things and it really does help with like you said with your health with burnout I definitely you spend so much time in your head and it's and if if what you're listening to in your head is negative Absolutely. It's going to have an impact Absolutely. on your health, and just it? wow, what an amazing leader you are, Joe, to, to to share your score and to just give such incredible advice. Yeah, so um, yeah, so true. And it's tiring to be in your head. It's actually less tiring to take action. What people find is that I've been worrying about doing this live for weeks, and then I did it, and it was all right. So why did I spend so much time worrying? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, you, you're comfortable with being yeah. uncomfortable and you just sit in that place and that, that's what your head knows. So, well, thank you so much, Jojo. I'm sure lots of our members will join your challenge and maybe when we get a bit closer to November, we can thank remind you. everybody that that's coming up and um, they should be joining in and um, having more insightful knowledge from yourself. Um, thank you to everyone that has joined us today. And thank you for listening on the podcast. At the moment, we are running our bookkeepers bootcamp. That is running until the end of the month. Please feel free to join in. We're on day five of our 10 day uh, bootcamp. And we've still got lots to come this evening. We've got Michelle and Christian Ewan, who are going to help us um, teach us how we can get into the press for free and how we can get into awards and things become more visible well with our new superwoman wonder woman star <laughs> go forward and do that so um, thank you all um we you can find us at, um on facebook at the six figure bookkeepers club 
or at sixfigurebookkeeper.com. And uh, again, thank you, Jojo, for joining us. We've had a great time and uh, have a great day, everyone. Thank you. Thanks so much. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week on the Bookkeepers Podcast with Topical Bookkeeping Chat. Why not join our free Facebook group, the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.